I'm just, uh, I'm encouraged in, in where God takes us uh, when we seek him. How many are seeking God? You know, she said, if we seek the kingdom first. And I was thinking about that because I, I found this out for myself. Um, I, was a, I was a pastor's kid, and, and I mean, I love God. And, um, but I, I kind of had an idea that um, me and God could have our own place together. <laughs> we could, I could just play my guitar, and God and I, we could do things together all alone. And, and I found out that the, uh, that the more you seek the kingdom, uh, you can't seek the head without seeking the body. And where Jesus takes you when you go to follow him is he takes you to a place of fellowship in his body. Uh, you know, uh, so ha- follow, I will follow thee, dear Lord. Follow ever, every passing. Oh, oh, am I singing this that nobody else knows this? Anybody know that song? Nobody knows that song. Oh, wow. I. <laughs> that was an old hymn. Uh, but talking about following Jesus, you, you think about where did he go? Well, he went to the cross. We don't have to go to that cross, but we do have to lay down our life. And, and we do it for his body. Uh, and so I've just, I've found out that the, mo- the closer I get to God, the more I get close to him, the more he takes me to a place in his body. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, member Peter. Um, Peter liked the mountaintop experience with God all by himself. He wanted to build a temple just for him and his bros and Jesus on top of the mountain where they could experience glory together all by themselves. And, and, and Jesus said, no, this, you got this all messed up. Just listen to Jesus. Quit coming up with your own ideas about, about how we're going to hang out. And then when, what did Jesus say when, 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 when he's asking Peter, he said, so do you love me? And Peter said, yeah, we're bros. Just you and me, man. And when he said, no, no. When you love me, you do what? You feed. You take care of what is his. He, he, he loves that person next to you just as, he, as much as he loves you. He loves that person out on the street just as, he much, as much as he loves us. And so to follow him is to follow him to a place of service and, and to caring and loving and laying down our lives for him. And so uh, this kind of goes to something that I've been on for a while because sometimes we can be deceived even in our perception of God and how he wants to interact with us. And and remember the one that that actually did love, (laughs) considered himself to love God, the, Jesus the most. Remember, he, he would describe himself at the, at the table with Jesus as, as the one that Jesus loved. <laughs> and the one that Jesus loved. We all know who that is, right? Yeah. Me. <laughs> so when he goes to write, though, what does he write? He talks about loving each other. Not just him and Jesus, <laughs> but loving each other. And, and so, you know, so much of, of, of our pursuit of the kingdom itself has, has to be on the right side of what God actually wants. It's, it's so important to do that. I, so so we're, we're talking about choosing sides. And, and it's, it's left up to us. We have to choose what is actually God's side. So we need to find out what that is <laughs> so that we can choose it. You know, I, I, had, I had an idea, you know, of, of, uh, one of one of the nightmares, you know, in sports, like in football or or basketball especially, is, 
as you know, the, 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 the ball gets fumbled, you know, and, and it's loose and, 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 and you see your opportunity and you run and you grab it and you take off for the, for the end zone and, and you get to the end zone and you realize that you just went to the wrong end zone. You were, you were doing something very well, but it was the wrong direction. You know how important it is to choose God's side of something and not try to get God on your side of something and think it's going to be okay. And, and how easy it is to slip over into something that is really not God at all and, and to find yourself in, in direct opposition to God without even knowing it. And so... Uh, it's so good. It's like Pastor Kim said today. Sometimes we need to see these things and say, man, this is for me today. Because I, I want to be, uh, man, this, this stuff has really been helping me. It's like, I, I want to take every time we hear something from God, man, this is, this is for me. This, this, is, this is something that I'm going to be changed with. So go with me today to change. Let's get on God's side of something here today. Can we do this? Um, so I want to talk about something that, that <laughs> is amazing for us as human beings. It's, uh, it sets us apart from the animals. I'm so glad that, you know, um, that our dog father can train dogs to, to do things that is, has already been bred into them, right? It's like they already can do this stuff, but, but they need a little bit of guidance. And, and what do they do? They, they, they learn a few of the expressions that come from you. And they can alter their, they can become more uh, effective, not just run around like an idiot, but actually do what they're called, they're, they're, they're bred to do. And, and, it, and it comes from just a few words, you know, um, you can, they, they find out their name and their name makes a huge difference, right? <laughs> it's very important if you want the right dog to do what you have them, they, 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 they know a few words, but, but we as humans... Even before we're born, we're, there's inputting sounds, expressions. And what's really interesting about this is it's not the sound themselves, but it's the meaning in the sound. Because how many languages are there? You know? But each word that is spoken, that, that we as human beings can actually express something that's inside by something that comes out. In fact, things that are inside are drawn out by what is said. And so from, from the moment that that child is first born, there, there's already things in their, in their psyche, in their heart that has been put into there, you know, if you're speaking the word into them when they're in their in, in the womb, there's already an input being going take being put into their heart, being put into their spirit. Um, but but that first word that finally comes out, and thankfully for with with me for all of our kids, it was Dada. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> I would like to think so. Probably not. But <laughs> it's with, with, a little, with a little child, it's, it's usually dad, dad, mama, or no, right? 
<laughs> because already there is a war going on on the inside of, of what I, what's going to come out, right? <laughs> but it's the beginning of a flood of sounds that are going to come from this child. And with every word that will be spoken is the establishment of a, an effect from those words. And because that is a powerful thing, it will try to be demeaned. It will try to be corrupted. It will try to be changed. And so, and so I, I want to look today at God's side of words because there's, there's a reality and you can be, a, there's, there's some really wonderful people just in the world that have learned the power of this. And a lot of us just, you know, we think it doesn't really matter. It's, it's just idle words. No, I'm just saying this. I'm just jesting. No, every word is either on one side or the other. It's either, it's either, it's either taken, having a good effect or, or it's, it's having an opposite effect. There, there are sides to our words. <laughs> so this is just in the natural realm. And, and I want to go ahead and, and show this because a lot of times, even in the Proverbs, what is being spoken is just how we're made. God made us this way. That, that our words can be very expressive. I mean, you can be poetic. You can wax poetic. You can, you can, you know, you can be creative with your words. But, but every word is not just a, an insignificant thing. <laughs> in the natural it becomes the forming of, of creative things. So I, I want to look at that first, but then I, wanna, I want us to always understand, you know, we've talked about this with regard to our cares, right? To other things that we're involved in our life, there's a God side to things that it becomes very critical if we want to get God involved to get on his side of it. Yeah. And... Um, and it's not going to be just what we naturally come up with. We're going to have to submit to his way with this. Okay? So there's actually a God side that I want to get to, too, also with this. That, that, that God created us this way. That our words are important, just in the natural. But we'll see that he actually has a really a God side that he wants to take us to. That is beyond something that we will naturally do on our own. As good as we are, right? So, God's side of words. Um, let's let's go to Proverbs here first. Um, Proverbs has so many things that you know are are godly wisdom, but a lot of them are just natural wisdom. So, I want to go through these quickly first. When words are appreciated for their power, they can become strategic. We can become strategic with them. So, when you start to really understand the power of words, you can begin to. On purpose, decide how you're going to utilize them, right? And the people that do that most effectively become very powerful. They can be. <laughs> All right? So Proverbs 18.21, we're, we're familiar with the King James says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I like this one. It says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. What I, how I like to see that is, is just somebody that just likes to talk a lot, but likes the art of talking. 
appreciates the significance of the words that they speak. And I believe this is what God is, is calling us to, is, is to love actually what's coming out of our mouth for what it is, for its power, for what, how it can affect things. It can affect our own life, right? All right, let's go here to Proverbs 10, 31. What is known is revealed in spoken words. <laughs> so, your level of knowledge, your level of understanding is going to be revealed by what's coming out of your mouth, right? right? <laughs> so Proverbs 10, 31 says, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked is perverse. Now, that's actually an identity thing too, isn't it? Righteousness versus wickedness. It's revealed in what comes out of the mouth, right? Psalms 37, 30. Righteous identity produces words of wisdom, justice, and stability. I think I had those, those titles inverted. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. So the mouth becomes the revealer of what's inside. Right? Yes. Okay. Let's go to Proverbs 15, 2. The Lord is observing how knowledge is expressed in words. So this isn't something that is just, we get to just do on our own. It doesn't make any difference. God's actually watching. He's actually listening to what's coming out of our mouth. Not just because he likes to sound, hear the sound of words. It's revealing what's inside. And God cares about what's inside, right? So the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. But the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. <laughs> the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. So God is actually caring. He has a side that he is observing whether or not it's on his side or the opposite side. So what's coming out of our mouth isn't insignificant. It's either going to be on God's side with his favor or it's going to be directly opposing him. <laughs> oh, God, somehow help us to see the significance of every word. It's, it's, not, it's not halfway. It's either on his or it's opposite. There's sides to our words. Look at your neighbor and say there's sides to your words you have to say it kind of like that there's sides to your words go ahead say it to somebody next to you go ahead <laughs> yeah, we're all preaching to each other today. all right help me out all right okay a wholesome tongue is a tree of life but the perverse but perverseness in it breaks the spirit so there's going to be we're either going to be producing life or we're going to be breaking down life Breaking down spirits. All right, so let's go to James. James is the one that, that, that talks. And, and, and actually, he's, he's stating the natural uh, realities of our tongue. And, and I'm not going to read this whole uh, passage here. It, it, but it's impossible for you to conceal or to control the heart's content. Content. 
What's in your heart is going to come out. It's going to be revealed. It's going to be, it's going to be shown for what it is. And so James is talking about the tongue. And he says, naturally, (laughs) the tongue is going to be very evil. It's a fire. It'll start all kinds of issues. You know, if you notice what's going on even in our world today, in politics, it's all words, isn't it? It's all these guys sitting up there with their little heads bobbling around with stuff coming out of their mouth. And it's amazing how... It, it, it's amazing how when there, there is a content of evil, out of that mouth can come the accusation of the content of evil. Can you see that? <laughs> and all it is, is words. And it creates a world based upon words. Right? And, and we've just seen in this election that it becomes very critical what words you're hearing. And so what the, what the enemy, the liar, the father of lies does is begin to accuse the truth of being a lie. Yeah. And by doing that, he inflicts his purpose, his destruction, and how is he doing it? He's doing it with words, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so James is talking about that, and, and he says, you know, it... It's something you will never be able to control yourself. You can become a very nice person, but if there is not, if there is evil in the heart, there will be evil in the mouth. It will be spoken, and it will not be. It will not have no effect. It will have an effect. <laughs> How many have experienced that? You know, the old saying that sticks and stones can break my bones, but names can never harm me. You know, we've, we've talked about this recently already. But, but, but one word. Have, have you had one word just crush your day? Because that word didn't, it, it wasn't just a sound. There were all kinds of thoughts that went with it. Somebody thinks this about me. I've been rejected. It goes to the core of who you are. It's just a, it's just a word. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the forming of an identity. It's the forming of, a, of an opinion, of, a, of, a, of an effect upon somebody, right? Oh, let me go here. I, I didn't want to read this whole, this, this, read the whole thing, right? <laughs> what, what is this? This is, I think it's a, a James, James 3, right? Um, read the whole thing, but let me just, I, I just want to go towards the end of it. It says, no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So is the tongue itself? No, it, it's its source, right? And that's what he's talking about in the natural. This is what will happen. It's not a, it, it, we, we can't just, and, and the enemy wants to minimize it. He wants to, he, he wants to name it differently, <laughs> wants to make it like it's no it's just joking around or or it's just um and we all said ouch to that right it's like (laughs) no 
No, a simple jest can devastate somebody. That's true. Right? And this is just in the natural. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Okay. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be, or not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. What is he saying? He's saying that if there is salty water coming out, there's not going to be the ability to produce pure. Becomes very significant. If the well is producing salty water, the power to produce pure is eliminated. Right? Okay. So our words in the natural become very, you cannot bless and curse at the same time. If there's going to be an effective blessing, there can be no cursing at all. You have to completely eliminate. You know, it's, it's, it's like... Uh, um, it's like the brownie. You, you said, uh, I made a, a whole thing. When I was in Africa, it was, it was remember Greg Fritz um, came and spoke here. Um, we made some sugar cookies one evening. And, uh, you know, we had to use flour and we had um, sugar and everything. We, we, we got them made and we got to looking in the flour and we saw that there were dead weevils in there. We thought, didn't get to hurt anybody. <laughs> We're not going to eat them, but <laughs> and I think we went ahead and served those things. But um, <laughs> isn't that terrible? You know, if it was one weevil in the flower, would that be enough to everybody say, ah! right? No? Have any, has anybody watched Alone lately? <laughs> it's like, those guys were finding dead things on the beach, and they're saying, we're going to eat that thing. You know, uh, it depends on how hungry you are, I think, or how, how, how much you're going to die if you don't eat something. Uh, but if you, if you, you know, you knew there was just a, a, a tiny bit of, of, something from the yard that the animals go out there to get rid of <laughs> and the production of a brownie platter you know and you say well there's a very good chance you're not going to get the part that has that <laughs> you just don't do it do you you just don't go there right <laughs> all right I think we're kind of getting somewhere <laughs> I don't know where we're getting but we're getting somewhere right it, this is good. <coughs> okay, so <coughs> we're looking at God's side of things. And it becomes up to us to choose them. Yeah. 
It's, it's either going to be right with God's blessing or it's going to be on the opposite side of him. There's a side of God with regard to the most common thing that all of us do all the time. Jabber, jabber, jabber. Right? <laughs> so, it's either going to be acceptable or unacceptable. There's an acceptable or an unacceptable side of our words in God's sight. Okay, Psalm 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. What made David a man after God's heart, somebody that's able to, to write Psalm 119 that talks about his words? It's because he allowed the power of God's word to check, change his own words. Amen? And he has this passion. He says, don't let me be unaffected by your words. Don't allow there to be things from the yard. <laughs> Weevils to get in and take what is so precious that you've put as an expression of my heart and allow there to be a diminishing of its power coming from me. Amen? Okay. Let's go to Matthew 12. Jesus was, you know, what would Jesus do? The world thinks Jesus wants to just pat everybody on the back and say, keep on just being the way you are. And he's not like that. He came to save us from being the way we are. He gave his life so we don't have to be the way we are. Amen? And don't have to come up with our own identity of who we are. He said, no, you can lose your life and you can find it in me. Yeah. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so when it comes to these things, Jesus isn't halfway about them. He gets, he gets, his, he gets going. He gets fired up, right? <laughs> Words are the fruit of the heart's planting. Everyone will be judged. There's, an, there's a consequence for this. What we choose to say, what we allow to come out of our mouth is not insignificant in God's sight. There's a consequence for it. Matthew, he's, or Jesus in Matthew here is, is saying, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. <laughs> you know what he's doing? He's calling these guys some names. Right? He said, how I know is by what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> and there's no way you can begin to produce Words of filth, words of cursing, words of degradation of somebody else, somebody that's made in his similitude. I said it really good the first time. You know, I should get some accolades for that. All right. <laughs> Saying anything that's opposite of God's will for somebody and expect to be on his side of anything, right? Or expect to... To, to, to produce something out of your mouth that's going to minister to anybody. Because he has to be the source, right? But I say to you that for every idle word, men may speak. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be judged. 
And by your words, you will be condemned. Don't you be judging me till you, uh, your, your words are judging you. <laughs> right? Okay, I'm not judging you. Your words are. <laughs> right? Every idle word has a consequence. Now, this is not this is not being prudish. This is not being, oh, you're just getting, you're just getting to be so legalistic. No. Do we want to have the God's side of our words? I'm so glad for forgiveness. I'm so glad he, there's mercy in this. There's mercy every day because we do, we've gotten into a pattern of idle words that are on the opposite side of God. And we need his mercy all the time. But we don't have to stay this way. God's calling us over to his side of what's coming out of our mouth. And, and he has great purpose in that. It's not to just keep us from judgment for the bad things. And we're going to see this. He has great designs for what he wants to create from our lips. Amen? It's a side of him that requires this purity. Okay. All right. Matthew 15, 11. Your words determine which side of God you're on. You aren't made unholy by eating unkosher food. It is what you say and think that makes you unclean. Remember, Jesus is talking to, to religious people here. And they are all about not ingesting something that is unkosher, that will defile them in some way. And Jesus said, what really defiles you is that thing that comes out of a well on the inside that has been corrupted and does not sound like God at all. It's actually in opposition to God. It's trying to defeat him. The thing that will cause you to be judged is not what you're doing wrong in your body, but what's coming out of your mouth. And we can affect this. This is what we're going to see, okay? Mark eleven twenty two through 23. <clears throat> I did it again, sorry. <clears throat> All right. To believe in God is to believe in the power of our words. So this is, where, this is where God is really wanting to take us with this. We've seen just some, some re common re realities of our words and how they affect things, right? It's just impossible for you to be holy and to be producing other kinds of words. But that's not the complete God side that I want to see here today. How many believe in God? <laughs> I believe in God, and you know what? I want to believe in him more. I see the need. Jesus said, if you really believe, what's possible? That means all things. Yeah. And, and you know, I was challenged with, with Brother Chad when he came. Is that true or not? Because if it's true, something's got to change. Either I don't believe as much as I should, yeah. <laughs> right? Or there's something else I'm doing to negate the power of this belief. And I am challenging us today that there is something coming out of our mouth that can completely yes. negate the power of what we say we believe. Because if we really believe in God, how is that belief going to be displayed? It's a condition of the heart, is it not? Belief in God is a condition of the heart, right? And what have we been saying about the condition of the heart? You cannot conceal it with words. 
They will be heard. Where there is belief in God, it will be heard. Amen? So, Jesus here, he says, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Have what he is pleased with. Amen? And you cannot have that belief in God without words. This is why there's a God side of our words that is God's calling us to, 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 to realize that every single word is not just an idle word, but it's a, it's a potential for the will of God, for the purpose of God, for the, for the life of God to have release and to be given power. But it cannot if it's coming from a corrupted well. Amen? For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, does it, does it say you have to have gone to college for so long? Does it, you have to be really attractive, really charismatic. You have to really be practiced. You have to have fasted for so long. No, it just says you believe, right? It says, if you just, whoever, but it doesn't just say believe, does it? It says whoever does what? Says. Whoever says. This is the having faith of God. So, so when we're, we're talking about God's side of words, there's a lot of evil, there's a lot of holiness, there's a lot of things that will be a part of that. But what is the purpose of it? He wants to take us to the realm of faith. And the realm of faith requires words. Amen? That's how, we, that's how we get saved in the first place, is with words. So our words are not small things. If he says, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he does what? Says will be done. He will have what he says. So there's, this is a side of God's words that every other word he's trying to take us to. He's trying to say, (laughs) because what the enemy wants to do is say it's, it's okay just to bite and devour somebody just a little bit because we're just here together and they aren't. <laughs> they aren't here with us at the time. And we're just pointing out some things because we're trying to, 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 make, to, to, to resolve the situation. And so we're just talking about no, no. If it's not something that is going to build somebody up, God's been helping me with this. I don't, is, is, any, is he helping anybody else with this? He's, he, from now on, right? Let's listen. Because <laughs> a lot of times we can just want to point out something about somebody. You know? And the problem with this is maybe there's a mountain that's going to need to be moved here on the, tomorrow. But I've just tainted my well. And so now I, I go to draw from, from where there would be belief in God, but now I've been coming against God by saying something that's opposite of him for somebody else. Is it something that you would say in their presence? I'm, and that's just in the area of, of being critical, right? 
Is it something that you would say in their presence? Then maybe you wouldn't say it if you really believed God was there right now because his presence is here all the time. Amen? The power of our words to move mountains is not a small thing. It's a huge thing. It's a God side of our words that's going to require us taking every word as if it's a mountain-moving word that requires full belief in it. Amen? Every single word. All right, let's, let's go to Ephesians 4. So edifying words, God's side, they, corrupt words, <laughs> are, they grieve the spirit. Have you ever sensed a grieving of the spirit? You know, it's not like, it's not like God's just getting offended all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not like he's, but he can't be a part of something. That's what grieves him is that he can't be a part of something. Because there's a critical spirit, there's, there's words being spoken that are not life. You know, deciding that we know what's, what, what, is, what is wrong and, and letting it, you know, sometimes we can have a consideration of something, but as soon as it gets spoken, it goes into another realm. It goes into another realm. Because, you know, we, can, we, can, we need to deal with things that are, are out of sorts. And if somebody has an attitude or something, you know, it's not something that, but, but we can take it to God. We can, we can allow it to be something. God, I'm for them. I'm not going to point out what's wrong. I'm not going to allow. With every statement we make, there's an opportunity for it to either be an uplifting one or a degrading one. And only the uplifting side is God's side. And that word that we speak is establishing the foundation for, for faith in our life. Every word that we're saying is establishing faith or doubt. You cannot say something against God's body and be believing in his body at the same time. So, belief... It's not something we just raise our hand and say, I do. Belief is demonstrated through our words. Amen? Okay. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. <laughs> but, 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 it's just on the, the, the tip of my tongue. Well, don't let it get beyond the tip of your tongue. Just swallow. <laughs> Ooh. There's a bad example that goes with that. <laughs> Can I just tell it? I've already been pretty gross already today. So my sister ended up marrying this Texan guy that was, uh, you know, Mark. He's pretty, pretty challenging and, and pretty rewarding at the same time. He's, he's kind of a dichotomy. Is that what you call that? It's like, he's, he's good and bad at the same. <laughs> well, uh, no, he's wonderful. But, but preceding Mark was this very wonderful guy from our hometown that my sister was actually engaged to. And um, wonderful man, just, just as sweet as he could be. He wouldn't offend you for anything. 
but he got his pilot's license. And um, he got him a small plane, and, and of course he's trying to, you know, get to my sister, so he has me go with him in his plane. And man, we're, we're going across country for a while, and man, I got a rumbly in my tumbly, and it wanted to not stay in my tumbly. <laughs> but... <laughs> wanted to come out and make itself known in the inside of this little plane and I said no we're not doing this as much as it wanted to come out have you ever done that I'm pretty proud that I was able to pull that off actually it's a pretty good example I think <laughs> right because there's sometimes this says don't let it proceed from your mouth it might get into your mouth. <laughs> nasty, nasty, nasty. But don't let it come out. Because when it comes out, it goes into the realm of creation. And it becomes something that is either creating life or death. Amen? And we can do this. It's a choice. It, we're going to choose God's side or we're going to choose the devil's side. Based upon what we allow to proceed from our mouth. And don't expect anything to be healed. Any mountains to move. Because of what you've spoken. If you've allowed something else to come out. <laughs> right? All right. But what is good for necessary edification? And here's where the heart of God becomes our heart. The closer you get to the heart of God, the more sensitive you become to how he cares for somebody. For what he needs to be coming from you that will make a difference in somebody's life that is completely squelched and undone if you're on the side of degradation and devouring. <laughs> Amen? What is necessary for edification? You know what this is? It's like Pastor Kim said. It's not just about me anymore. My words are not something that are just mine. It's not my body, my choice. There's another body involved. And that I need to make a choice that's, that's laying down my life to make sure somebody else gets edified. Amen? That it may impart grace to the hearers. And in the process, there is a getting on the side of God. When I clamp down, I don't let that thing come out. I become better at it next time. <laughs> it doesn't even make its way to my mouth, right? <laughs> I, get, I get better at that. But every time, what I'm, I'm doing is I'm, I'm equipping my mouth to be an edifier. And I'm shutting down the ability to be on the opposite side of God. How many want to be on God's side? Amen. Oh, isn't this important to know? This, this is not a small thing. It's, it's not just about whether or not we're going to be judged or not. Somebody's not going to be edified if we don't. That's a much better motivation. In fact, that motivation will keep you on the right side of not getting judgment for yourself. When you actually care about somebody else enough. 
to say, it's, it's worth them being blessed for me to hold it in my mouth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> See, I was, I was thinking about him. I didn't want to mess up his plane. So my heart was good, right? <laughs> Man, that's pretty bad, isn't it? Okay. And do not grieve. So in the process, what we're doing is we're not getting, we're not cheering on the opposite side of God. We're not grieving the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Don't you like this? God has sealed us in this place, but it's still our choice to either allow our words to be faith words or words that grieve the Holy Spirit, shut down his ability to even work in our life, right? Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. This means you get, you get some attitude about this. I recognize what this is. I'm not even, I'm kind of mad at you, nasty stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to allow you to even come close to me. And what we're doing is we're, we're honoring, we're elevating the life of God in us. Amen? And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. This was what emblazoned upon my heart as a young man with three older sisters. This was the verse that I had to memorize. Because I wasn't just a nice little boy. I was a boy with three older sisters. They made me learn this one. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. But they should have made me learn the rest of that too, right? Because it's the words that are so critical that you have to resist with malice. You have to say, no, that's not going to even come close to me because I want to get on God's side of faith. I want to be able to speak and see mountains move. I want to be able to command life where there was death. I want to be able to command those things. My words yes. become very precious to me now. Yes. It's not just the words that command mountains that are precious. It's every word before them. Amen. Amen. Colossians 4:6. Are you being transformed today? Yes. Amen. To be effectively, uh, to effectively share faith, every word must be on God's side. So here's the, here's the heart of it again. We're called into the kingdom not to just have our own way and to be successful and to enjoy all the blessings of God, but to become ministers of grace and reconciliation to a world that's desperately in need of it. Amen? And you cannot be a, a minister to anybody else if foul words are coming out of yours. If, if words of cursing are coming out of your mouth, you can't expect to just switch over and now words of life are coming out. You can't just switch sides real quick. Oh, but it's so much fun to be on the accusing side. Well, you just don't get to be on both sides. Either you're going to share the love of God or you're going to inflict the hate of Satan. All right. Colossians 4, 6. Let every word. What are we saying here? We're talking about every word, right? Yeah, every word. You speak, be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. You know what? I'm so glad. I'm so glad for the truth of God about me. How many like the truth of God? The words that God took the time to, to inspire somebody to write down about me. That when I'm not feeling that way, I can go look at those words and they don't change. They don't become a curse to me. They are always saying who I am in Christ. That's the truth, isn't it? 
<laughs> so what's God's side of truth for everybody else in, in the world around me? It's his words for them. It's words of life. It's words that defy what I might see with my natural eye. I'm so grateful for that for me. Amen? That I can say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ when I don't feel like it at all. Well, God's side of words for everybody else in my life becomes that very same word. It's the word of God for them. Amen? Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared. How many, how many want to be, how, how many are looking for, or you're desiring, God, use me in the world. Help me to make a difference in somebody's life. It's, it's kind of like, God, make me a great musician. And I'm just going to wait until that door opens. And I'm just going to step up on the stage. And it's just going to erupt out of me with no preparation at all. And it's just going to be for your glory somehow. I don't know if you remember, but I, we used to have people sing like that. It's like, I'm just going to sing now. And please get your eyes on Jesus because this might not sound very good. You know? <laughs> no, prepare. Please prepare. <laughs> right? And God's saying, this is what I want. I want you to understand how significant every single one of your words is because it's part of your preparation for the revelation of who I am to somebody that needs it. Yes. And you cannot be prepared to share Jesus if you've been in the ditches with the devil. <laughs> for then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. What do you believe? It's not just something that's coming out of my mind. It's not just some perspective I have on things. It's what God said. Because it's what God said, now what I say becomes what God has said. Amen? This is not, this is not a call to, to start trying to take control of your words. It's a call to release your words to what God's words have said. Amen? Because James made it very clear, you cannot do it on your own. You cannot bridle your tongue on your own. No, what you do is you, you change the source of the well. You fill it with God's words. And now what comes out, you cannot conceal either. It will be God's life. Amen? Can you take just a little bit more? All right. With understanding comes purpose-driven words. Isaiah 54. And this is something that I, I believe we need to just have as a confession for ourselves. We need to be able to say this. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. Can you say that with me? The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. That means I'm not ignorant. I'm not unaware of how effective my tongue can be. He's given me a tongue that's going to be effective. Right? Right? That I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Don't you like that? Let's don't be, I encourage you today. Let's don't focus on what we haven't been doing. Let's just say, I'm choosing this. Yes, sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up for somebody that likes God's words. That's me today. Oh, let's get completely away from condemnation. That doesn't help anybody, right? 
Let's go to the, to the, to the hope that we have in this. We can be a part of this. Amen? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Praise God. I've just got a song. Can I sing a song for you? I wrote this song some time ago, and it just says, um, oh, what does it say? <laughs> I, I, it was a long time ago that I wrote this. Um, <laughs> oh, um, acceptable. It talks about, you know, we have to have a cry unto God with this. This is not something we, we take on ourselves. This is God getting involved in our life. Uh, my words need to be acceptable. I, I need, to, you know, when I go to say something, I need to allow God to, to have an influence over that. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so it becomes, a, uh, we need to have a prayer of our heart that we're saying, God, let my words, let, let the things that I'm thinking on, oh, I want to be willing to let go of some things that I naturally do. I don't want to get over on the wrong side of you and be making a touchdown for the opposition. I don't want to do a fancy dunk on the wrong end of the field. I want to have my thoughts and my, my heart be acceptable unto you. So let me, let me just sing this song. And, and let's, uh, I encourage you, because I, I believe every one of us here today, this is something for us. I know it is for me. Uh, arrest my mouth. Don't let anything that's corrupt proceed out of my mouth. Take me to a place of faith where my words are on your side of faith. There needs to be life. There needs to be a raising from the dead, <laughs> a sharing of a faith that requires my words, every single one of them. Every word I will have spoken, every thought I will thought be acceptable oh lord to you every moment in your presence transform and make them pure acceptable acceptable
every thought I will have, Lord, be acceptable. Transform and make them pure, accept. 